So you're ahead yeah. of the curve there. Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, welcome back to Marketing Not Live. It's the podcast that is adding value to you as someone with an interest in, in marketing. But um, you know, let's be realistic about this. Why does it exist? It's to try and convince you to also buy a ticket to the main event, which is Marketing Live 2023, which this year it is in Leicester on Thursday, the 7th of September 2023. Now, this year is our seventh event, and this is the fifth season of the podcast. This year, the theme for Marketing Live is challenge everything. And so on all of our episodes this season, our guests will be asked to challenge an accepted assumption. So that's the basic premise this time. Let's crack on with the show. Uh, you know who I am, but I'd like to bring on someone who is, in fact, a Leicester resident. We're both Leicester residents. So if you really don't like Leicester, maybe this show is not one uh, for you. Um, but uh, I'd like to bring on Anita Popper, who is a social media strategist. So Anita, welcome to Marketing Not Live. Hi, thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, fellow Leicester person. Um, people are going to get sick about maybe us talking about Leicester. I don't, I don't know. Um, give us a bit of an introduction to yourself. What it, what it is that, that you do? What's your expertise? Okay, perfect. So hi, I'm Anita and I am a social media strategist and I mainly work with introverts in business and I'm a real champion for helping people use social media in a way that feels really comfortable for them so that they can create content that feels really comfortable and oozes their personality and then ultimately gets clients because they're being their authentic self online. Excellent. I mean, that's what they want right they yeah. everyone wants wants clients but of course there's no reason why someone who is maybe a bit more introverted can uh you know no reason why they don't want uh, clients um what's the what's the challenge that uh you would like to bring to this episode what's the assumption that you'd like to challenge so introverts there's so many assumptions around being an introvert so things like um, we're really quiet, we're really shy, um, antisocial even. And although there's kind of some personality traits that people might have, it's not necessarily a thing um, that all introverts have. So, and because of those assumptions, people think that you have to, um, you can't use those uh, traits when it comes to social media. You've got to be some sort of an extroverted, um, loud version of yourselves when that's not really true. So I'm here to bust the myth that you can be an introvert and you can still succeed on social media by being um, yourself without changing who you are. So what was, uh, you mentioned that you did some reading there. What was the sort of literature or book or anything that, that you read that helped you understand about being an introvert? So there's a book uh, by a lady called Susan Cain called Quiet. Um, and that was really the thing that made me feel like, okay, um, you know, it's okay. This is the thing. There's actually people who are like me. Um, and it's not that I'm just... I've got something wrong with me um I'm just because the reason that I'm tired all the time is because you know there's something wrong with me um it's, it's a genuine introversion is a genuine thing and you can um your energy can be drained by too much interaction um and everything she was just saying just resonated with me so um, that was when I really thought okay that was kind of um the catalyst to me sort of reading more into introversion and then starting to seek out like the TED talks and other people who were in that space and you mentioned about social media and I think that's really interesting because I you know when you when you look at social media and you look at things like TikTok or the amount of stuff that's to do with video these days there's yeah. 
a lot of I don't know may, maybe pressure I don't know if that's the right word or not but it it feels like there's pressure to to be on camera and to do video would an introvert find that particularly draining or particularly troublesome to do that yeah so I would say there is pressure and um, because when I when I started obviously I started off as a social media manager and working in social media you kind of have to you don't have to but I felt like I had to kind of go with the latest trends and things so obviously when reels came out um, I tried the whole like pointy finger thing and lip syncing and all that it just felt really cringe and it's like oh my god this isn't me but I did feel the pressure to do that because people are oh, because like me being a social media manager telling everyone oh like reels is the next big thing and you've got to do this like jump on trends and stuff I mean I'm not one to jump on dancing trends and things anyway but for the purpose of research I did the pointy stuff and you know just to figure it out but it just felt really cringe and then when I started to do things my way like just just be how I am if you met me I say the coffee shop version of me as if you've met me at a coffee shop um I started to get more aligned and more authentic clients um so now that's my message like just be you um, and you can get but people don't feel like they can be themselves because we've been fed the narrative that you have to be um this sort of uh, out like proper outgoing and loud and person on social media to succeed when I don't think it's true so what that makes me think of is I guess the contrast between certain platforms where they're, they're very they're very visual like like TikTok for example where there's mm. a lot of people going, hey, get ready with me. I mean, I think it takes guts to like, you know, start off in your underwear and then put some clothes on. Yeah, on, on these On these things. I mean, you know, I, I see, I would class myself as an extrovert, really, but I'm not getting dressed in front of TikTok for people to to see. But if if someone's just seeing that content, there must, for an introvert, there must be some, it must feel like there's pressure to do those kind of those kind of things. But then on the other hand, with algorithms being what they are and delivering content that that person would like, there's that aspect, isn't there? Where perhaps, you know, if you're, well, you, you tell me because you'll have lived it, but as an introvert, do you see more content that aligns with you on these platforms? Is it the algorithm that's delivering that? Or do you still see like way kind of content no so yeah so that's that my next point you I see content that I like to consume um, and I like to see and the, the kind of content that I would create because I have um, trained the algorithm if you like to show me that kind of content so I don't see the people um, getting dressed from being naked because that's not the kind of content that I consume and I'm not really a TikTok I kind of use for personal stuff anyway but they will be the when I think about the kind of people that I follow they are the normal they're not the like out there type of people they're more quiet and more just thought they do more thoughtful stuff and they'll just talk to the camera um, and they're more sort of information led rather than doing like the latest trend or something like that um, which is the kind of content I like to consume and the kind of content so with all of these platforms there might be a pressure to um, sort of think you've got to act in a certain way but we can mold them all to fit like our personality we can use them all um, in a way that feels like comfortable to us um, it's just figuring out what that comfortable point is um, and as an introvert that's that's the first thing I normally teach my clients like what it is who are you um, how do you want to be portrayed and then let's see what kind of content is going to fit that rather than letting the social media world sort of dictate how you're going to show up if that makes sense yeah yeah it, it's kind of empowering really to to hear you say that mm. because 
if what you're presented with in the kind of media circus that that exists about TikTok or Reels or social media in in general, you know, th- there's not a lot of um, news articles or well, I mean, maybe there is, and I'm just not seeing it. But you know, I don't see on TV shows when they're talking about TikTok. I'm not hearing them talk about quiet TikTok or quieter mm. Instagram because they're talking about the outrageous things that get attention. But what you're saying is that you know, one does not have to watch that or listen to that or consume that. And actually, that's a good place to, are you saying that's a good place to start as someone who's maybe an introvert looking to be more into social media is to, is that the first step to train the algorithm? Yeah, I'd say so. Because then you're going to see stuff that you resonate with. And it's going to, it's going to sort of, when you're, when your feed's curated with sort of inspiring things, it's going to encourage you to be more like that rather than if rather than seeing a feed where you're just like, Oh my God, I can't do this. The whole point is to try and encourage people to show up more. So if you're seeing a feed full of uh, content where you think, okay, actually I could do that. Um, and what, or what could my version of this be? It's more, um, inspiring and encouraging. And then people are more likely to have a go. Um, and then kind of find figure out what, what suits them as they're trying things out rather than like from the first instance if they went on TikTok and like for the first time and obviously they are going to see loads of random stuff um but it's all about curating your feed so you see the stuff that you want to see or that some things that you want to aspire to do um to encourage you to actually take action and do something I think that's a really good first step so train or curate the feeds get them thinking about what you like and then you're going to be inspired by things that are more relevant to you so what's the next step how would you then take what you then see in your feed to get the inspiration to be um your your more authentic self as an introvert on on social media mm-hmm. that way you talked about quiet content or, or informative content is there anything else that we might want to do yeah so then after once you figured out so sort of who the first step is figuring out how you want to be portrayed and what your message is who you're speaking to you know the normal marketing thing basics um, and then it's your content like so now you know now you've consumed the kind of content you're going to think okay what kind of content do you like consuming so then you've got to assume if your clients uh, potential clients are like you they might like to consume in the same way so then what kind of content do we want to create um, and then how are we going to create this content so it resonates with the people that I'm trying to get in touch with or so that it will reach the people that I'm trying to get in touch with I see I see is there any different um, approach to uh, to things like, I don't know, audience personas or, or, or that type of person if you're an introvert? Or I'm just thinking, is it, are, we, are we saying that there's absolutely no difference in the approach from a marketing perspective? You're just thinking about a different type of person or is there a specific approach that you think would be better to take? So from a marketing, so we're all about sort of, one-to-one um connection rather than sort of even though or small like small group stuff so for example if i'm doing market research i might be it might be better for me to speak to someone one-to-one rather than doing a focus group because um my audience are likely to open up more and speak more um in a one-to-one situation if i'm asking more personal um questions rather than in a group situation um, so things like that, if I want to, if I want to get proper, like really meaningful, um, deep, deep data, um, so things about what's going on in their minds and, you know, that kind of stuff, then I'll do one-to-one market research um, 
so to get that kind of juicy information that I can then use in my content. So that's also thinking about them as an introvert and thinking about what they mm. need and what they would like. And I think I'm just going to paraphrase what you've said. So doing any kind of like group activity is kind of the complete opposite to what would work for that group because that would be draining in it in itself, right? So you're taking yeah you're taking them into consideration in the approach to help you get more information to then feed into what you would want to talk about to help them yeah exactly yeah and also with regards to content and engagement as well so sometimes introverts might not especially if they're on linkedin they might not want to put a comment um on a post they might want to they might feel more comfortable um like having a dm conversation instead because they don't want people to know or they might not want people to know so again yeah so having so being able to give them the option, which is why my call to actions normally at the end are like either comment or DM me um, because some people might not want to comment because they might not want people to know on like a platform like LinkedIn is quite public, isn't it? Um, so giving people the option and I have loads of like lovely conversations in the DMs um, about all sorts of stuff, which oh, I might yeah. not have in the comment section. Yeah, yeah. I ha- I hadn't considered that for one minute if I'm being honest in terms of like do people want to comment but you're you're right not everyone wants to to comment and put it out there I I really love that idea of thinking about the audience that much that you're going right I'm going to change the call to action here to be more appropriate to um to to that audience which as I say those words (laughs) I'm thinking well that's that's obvious really that's like marketing 101 isn't it you know think about your audience and what they what they need um yeah but I mean, it's quite interesting because Adam Mazzari, the head of Instagram, is talking about how it's all about the DM. It's all about the, mm. the direct messaging. And that's the, that's the most valuable part of things like Instagram. So you're ahead yeah. of the curve there. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, um, just, no, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just trying to point out, I suppose, that like, you know, it's, what, what we typically see, the assumption here is that, you know, extroverts have it all and they're like, way, look at me and I'm going to get you know, a ton of followers because I'm out there. But actually, you know, we need to challenge that assumption because what it seems is happening is is the the, the important stuff is something that's more appropriate to, to someone who might consider themselves an introvert. Yeah, because we like, we like to have meaningful conversations and like one-to-one conversations and DMs are the perfect place to do that. So although on my, like outside, it might look, on my content, it might look like I haven't got much engagement going on. Um, like behind the scenes, I'm, I'm having like really cool conversations with people who are then in turn turning into clients because of we're building um, that kind of rapport and because we've got something normally something like introversion um, in common it not the conversation normally starts with that um, and then you know they get comfortable and then we might move on to the next stage okay and and I just out of interest so if you're saying if you're changing your sort of typical calls to action to be more you know not so bothered about commenting but like sending you a dm are you seeing mm. people who aren't necessarily defining themselves as introverts also take those actions so you know are people coming to the, the the dms anyway because you've suggested that um no so people who there's always those com- the people who comment like and support your post all the time i i would say that it's normally the introverts who come to the dms um and then the rest and then the rest will comment under the post but then having those two options helps me figure out like who yeah. who's an introvert and who's not and uh, then i can smart. tailor the conversation that way 
Yeah. Okay. So what's your, um, what's your approach to, to the comments then as someone who's an introvert and is, and is setting this up to, to, you know, want to work with introverts, but you've got someone who's an extrovert um, responding to the, the, the comments. Do you, do you deal with those in the comments as well? Or do you just kind of respond to those and happily just leave it there thinking, well, I'm not going to work with you because you're not my people. Uh, do you do it that just for the engagement? How, how do you operate on that? Yeah, so I I, um, I obviously reply to everyone who comments on my post because obviously if they've left a comment, they've gone to the effort of, you know, going a bit extra and just liking it or whatever. So I'll always reply to them and even and try and start a conversation if I can. Um, if I feel like it's appropriate, then it doesn't matter if they're an extrovert or not. I'm not really going to know if they're an extrovert or not, to be honest, from a comment. Um, but if I feel like it's appropriate or if they've said or if they've commented something that might suggest that they might be interested in what I'm saying, then I might bring it into the DMs. Yeah. Um, it just depends. It just depends on what they've commented and what the content of the post was. Yeah, I've got it. Um, all right. So, so what type of content then, what you've sort of alluded to this already in, in, in some way, but I want to go a little bit deeper in terms of uh, what, what, what typical type of content works better for, an introvert type of audience and then what type of content mm. works best as an introverted creator to create so obviously there's no one size fits all because even though like we're introverts people like to consume things in different ways but for me and my audience uh, when I look at the analytics hands down it's the carousels on Instagram so my carousel posts so they're like the swipey posts for people that, who don't know um, they're kind of like mini blog posts and they they do really well and I think that's because introverts um they're kind of big on observate like observation and reflection so reading something and then digesting it and then maybe even saving it to refer, refer to back to it later mm-hmm. so I kind of pack my um carousels with information with digestible information um and something that they that will lead them to think about what it is that I'm talking about. Um, and then they can like save it and maybe even like ask me about it if they want to. Yeah. And the reels, the kind of, the real reels are good. So right now there's a trend of the B-roll thing. So having like oh, um, yeah. just everyday, everyday clips with um, text over it. So things like that works as well. But for my audience, like for, for the people I've spoken to, like introvert, they find it quite overwhelming, like uh, scrolling through the real speed because there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they prefer to sort of read more than um, consuming video. My audience do anyway. Um, so I create content and I like writing anyway. So I create content that I like to create, but then I know that my audience likes as well. But yeah. it's, it's like everything in marketing. You've got to kind of test um, what your audience likes. But as a rule of thumb, um car- well, carousels do well for me right do they okay they mm. i mean they're quite they're quite good anyway aren't they in terms of being able to you know get get engagement so what you're saying that that works and, and that's is that because someone who's looking at that content or consuming that content is able to do it at, at their pace you know they're in control aren't they of like when they swipe yeah. or what they what they look at um so so it's kind of one and the same, isn't it? You know, in terms of the, the type of content that someone would like to consume is, is content that an introvert creator would also probably feel comfortable in uh, creating. Um, in, in terms of mm. sort of like being on on camera, 
and doing video like, like that. You mentioned B-roll being really helpful and I see a lot of the B-roll stuff and I see a lot of um, the whole kind of someone typing on their laptop with the camera kind of just off to their left or right and you're putting some mm. text on. I mean, that's obviously a trend and that will come and, and, and go. I want to think more about being on camera and delivering things to camera. Let, let's obviously people can do what they want and they don't have to do that. But if they wanted to get some information across on camera, do you have any tips or advice on how on how to do that? Or would you say, do you know what? That's not you. you don't want to do it. Just don't do it at all. Um, so I'm probably not the best person to do a speech about this because I hate for some reason I like if I go live I'm absolutely fine I can go live um, with someone absolutely fine but when it comes to like talking to the camera um, or even like doing those talky stories I just they just make me feel cringe and I can't do it so <laughs> I don't know why um, so my advice would be to what has helped me would is the kind of talking to the camera stuff because then you're not you're not dancing or pointing you're just giving information so think about have like what it is that you want to try and say and like have three or four points in front of you as to what you what you want to say so you're not kind of you don't get that oh my god I don't know what to say people are going to look at me well like, you've got you know exactly what you're going to go on video for yeah. um and then talk about the three points or what how many points you, or even one point um and then kind of record it and then come off mm-hmm. and if it feels too cringe like going live even just record like do them pre-recorded yeah um do like batch creating days um, and then okay. you can go in and edit and then you can, that to be fair if I'm doing if I do do like talky videos that's what I tend to do I'll normally have like some sort of script it's normally um a poster or something that I've done that's done well and I might think okay let me try this as a reel so then I'll use maybe a carousel as like the pointers um and then record like this the reel based on that but then I won't mm-hmm. post it on the same day so that so might you, help. I don't so you're doing things at your at your pace, yeah. But planning ahead enough that you can release it at, at, at a different time. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to ask you one more one more question, and that's to do with if, events. Obviously, we're running an event, and uh, you'll be at the event um, in mm-hmm. Leicester, um, as everybody should, right? Um, yeah. What are your tips okay. as an introvert in dealing with? events because they can be a bit overwhelming can't they yeah for sure so um always go with some extroverted friends <laughs> right okay why is um, that <laughs> so they can introduce you to other people so I don't know if you noticed that market to be fair so marketed life the last uh, event was my first time coming to it live so I was okay there because I knew the people who like who I was there like on my table but if mm. I was put on a table of people that I didn't know then I wouldn't have been as I wasn't very loud anyway because I'm quite I'm a reflector so I'll listen and then I'll talk if I need to but I might not have been as um open to the conversation like your huddles that you had if I didn't really know the people um as well okay so go go so so buying multiple tickets I like that Uh, yeah (laughs) buy a table buy a table (laughs) buy a table yes buy a table fill it with fill it with friends um okay so like it's making me think about uh, the the huddle which is a fundamental part of marketed live and thinking about how everybody gets gets a voice because we we're determined to make sure everyone does get get a voice um mm. I, I would just put this out there to anyone listening that's coming to marketed live or think to marketed live you know if you let us know what you need if you need introductions if you need to be on a certain table or you need to um be around certain types of people or not around certain types of people 
I definitely spot someone in a red T-shirt and, and, and tell them we will definitely accommodate that because I think we want to we want to accommodate everybody's needs. And um, like, like you say, you don't want to be stuck in a table full of like people that are overwhelming and then not not get um, a word in edgeways either. Yeah, I mean, I'm like the marketed live crowd aren't like that, and I've been networking for a long time now, so I'm like okay with just going up to anyone and just talking. And um, but if I think back to sort of my earlier days, it was quite overwhelming. So I used to go with a colleague when I used to go networking events and things, just because I I found it quite overwhelming with the number of people that I didn't know, um, and then even kind of breaking into conversation because people are often in groups, aren't they, and sort of mid flow. Yeah. And then going in and trying, thinking that you're interrupted, even though people are fine, um, just kind of even figuring out how to break into those conversations and then trying to figure out what to say. Because, you know, us introverts don't like small talk either. We go in with the whole, like, we don't like to talk about the weather. We like to talk about, I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah. So even t- trying to, like, think of what to say, small talk-wise, um, could be a challenge as well. But right, but now well, I, I don't have that challenge as much because I've been doing it enough. But before I used to, and then obviously after the events, um, I always have to make sure that I allow downtime. So after marketed live, I'd, pro- I'd probably have like a the morning after to just chill and do whatever, um, and not like jump into work until yeah. uh, the afternoon or something. It's a good idea. I, I hear that a lot about events actually, whether people are introverted or or not, is that you know people appreciate some downtime afterwards so so that's definitely mm. my tip and if anyone's staying in leicester for marketed live um you know take friday to to chill out and maybe maybe go and see dead kings in car parks and um you know, historical <laughs> things and space things and, and stuff like that um anita it's been so lovely to talk to you you've given me some real food for thought not just about content and social media but also about events itself so thank you for that oh, thank you for having me where can people get a hold of you or connect with you if they'd like to learn a little bit more? So I'm on Instagram. Um, my handle is at it's Anita Papa, and I'm also on LinkedIn as Anita Papa as well. So come and find me and I would love to connect with you. Wonderful. Thank you. And obviously I'm marketed live as well. And marketed live as well. <laughs> don't don't forget that. Don't forget that. Um, brilliant. Okay. Thank you, Anita. Thank you. Okay, folks, that's your lot for this episode. Uh, real things that I'm thinking about there, just in terms of how we operate. You know, we we want to be really inclusive at Marketed Live, and there's lots of different needs that people have, and we really do try to accommodate them all. So, if you ever have anything that you feel that we could do better, I'm genuinely interested to hear about that, so that we can make that suitable. We would obviously love for you to be in Leicester on the 7th of September. Um, where, uh, as Anita just said, it's it's not necessarily a big rah 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 loud neon like kind of event. It's much more uh, chill, and um, there'll be a full day of um, learning and discussion. And actually, those little huddles can offer some breathing time uh, between sessions itself. So we'd love to see you Thursday the seventh of September. If you're interested in coming, we are keeping ticket prices as low as possible. We know that this is a really challenging time. So I say this on every episode, but I want you to know that we have a special fund, a special fund for pay it, called Pay It Forward, where people have donated um, some money into this fund. 
Uh, so if you are struggling to uh, to make it for a, a, you know to pay for a ticket, but you would like to come, we can still make it happen. Reach out to us confidentially. Hey at like uh, not sorry. Hey at marketing.live or via our Instagram DMs. Uh, any information on speaker lineup, travel accommodation, they're all on the website marketed.live. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.